Welcome to the Roxborough Church Podcast. For more resources and information, visit RoxboroughChurch.org. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. That's some bigger praise than that. Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, I might have to sing it. Whoa. That's how I grew up. I grew up in a in one of them churches that people would not stop praising God. They just would shout hallelujah. They would they would run all around the church. They would dance in front of the church. Me and my brother would sit there and we would we would say, Oh, don't sing that song because when they sing that song, then everybody's gonna start getting up and start singing. So that's gonna be another hour and fifteen minutes. And so it, it was a song that, that they would sing, and, and, and the song was, Can't nobody do me like Jesus, can't nobody do me like the Lord, can't nobody do me like Jesus, he's my friend, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody do me like the Lord. Can't nobody do me like Jesus. He's my friend. And the lyrics was, they healed my body. Told me to run on. Healed my body. Told me to run on. He healed my body. Told me to run on, he's my friend. See, those are the, hey, come on, let's give God some praise. I tell you, we, we learned a valuable lesson one day. I told my dad, I said, I knew when they sang that song, Dad, everybody was going to run around. They was going to start praising the Lord. We're going to be in here another half an hour. So my dad said after church, he said, listen, I want to, I want to talk to you guys. It's me and my brother. He's the oldest, so he took the, blank, the blame more than I did. I said it was Ricky, Dad. It wasn't me. I don't mind if they sing that song. I love Jesus. <clears throat> and so he sat us down one day, and he said, what, what you don't like about it? What, what's, what's, what you don't like about it? I said, well, you see the lady, you know the lady that do like this? Every time they sing that song, she's running in front of the church. He said, yeah. He said, what about her? I said, every time they sing that song, she's going to get up, and she's the one that starts it. <laughs> he said, well, you wasn't there in the prayer meeting like I was when she gave her testimony. She was legally blind. But one Sunday morning, she came to church believing God. She tapped in with her stick. And she just believed God for a healing that day. And the song came on. And when the song started playing, she said she's just going to drop the stick and she's just going to start running and dancing. And she dropped the stick. She left it at her seat. And, and she came running and dancing. True story. And from that point on, God healed that woman and she wasn't legally blind anymore. See, we don't know what God is doing in somebody else's life and why they praise God. 
We don't know the hardship that they come through. We don't know that God has opened up the eyes of the blind because we, you know, we, we, we don't think that God is doing those miracles anymore. But God is still in the miracle working business. And y'all ought to praise God for that because at the, at the end of the day, one day, Lord's will, one day you'll see that miracle in your life or you'll see that miracle in somebody else's life. This week has been a tough week for me because I remember this kid that I used to cut his hair. His father and I were very good friends, or are very good friends. And his father got married some years back, and I was his best man. And so we came together. We was close. We grew up together, but we got closer when we got older. And this kid used to come sit in my chair, used to come to my house. They followed me from barbershop to barbershop to home to church, and then I get a phone call three weeks ago from the father, who I haven't seen in about a year and a half. Get a phone call from him, and we begin to talk, and he began to share some things with me. He was going through some struggles, and he had shut himself in. He had locked himself in and locked his friends out, and he was going through a depression state, and he didn't share with nobody. And all of a sudden, he decided just recently that I'm going to start reaching out. And he said, man, I lost your number. He said, but I, I got on Facebook. I noticed you blocked me. I didn't actually block him. My, my page is private. And so he said, but I got your number, and I just want to talk to you. And I was busy at the time, but I said, you know what? Forget about what I'm doing. Let me listen. We stayed on the phone for about two and a half to three hours. I was encouraging him and letting him pour out. And I said to him, I said, listen, before we hang up, I said, let me pray with you. And I began to pray with him, and I just felt like the Lord was telling me to, to pray an encouragement to him, a strengthen to him. And I felt like something was about to happen. And I said, Lord, is this the last time I'm going to get to pray with him? You know, I'm asking the Lord these questions, and I'm not getting the answer. I'm just praying, and I'm believing God's going to do something in his life. I get a phone call the other day, and his son, 18 years old, was shot, killed in the streets of Philadelphia. That tore me apart. But God wanted to strengthen him ahead of what was coming. God wanted him to be able to open up. To not be in prison anymore of his mind, but open up, share what's going on because he needed some spirit to flow in. He needed the Holy Spirit to surround him ahead of time. God has a plan for your life. God will fill you. So when you get the opportunity to worship God, worship him. When you get an opportunity to pray with others, pray with them. When someone call you and they're, they're, they're opening up, listen to them. Pray with them. Don't just hang up and say, well, it was good talking to you. No, pray with them because you never know what they're about to face. As we go through this series, it kind of changes for me this week. And, 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 and I look at Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19. And it says, the spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to preach, 
to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and to recover the sight of the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. We're talking today about being freed from prisons. Not just in the bars, talking about in the mind. You know, we have CNN being now the new gospel for some people. And with that, it can fill your mind with all the negative and all the uncertainties. And you just don't know, shall I come out? Shall I stay there? Is it ever going to end? Is it ever going to change? You, it's piled up with news that can really kind of set you in an uncertain understanding about what is God doing now. But God is in the midst of it. He has a plan. And God is calling for the church to take this moment to regroup, restore, rebuild, get to build a personal relationship with him. And as I look into the scripture on Mark chapter 7, verse, starting at the verse 31, and if you have your Bibles, turn with me to that. Mark 7, verse 31. And when you get to it, say amen so I'll know that you're there and that you're with me. And if you don't have your Bibles, it should be up on the screen. But it's time for us to be free, you know? Amen. I got some amens going. He's my. You got, you, you know, you got to get it. You catch an amen. You, you might get, you might, somebody might run across the, the floor. Somebody hold Pastor Crawford down. You know, when his leg go up, boy, he ready to go. That's when he preaching, he does that. Praise the Lord. <laughs> I'm, you know what? It's good to be in the company of believers because it strengthens you when you're, you know, when you're weak and weary. That's why it's good to fellowship. That's why I'm glad to see that you're back in the sanctuary. Give yourselves a hand for that alone. <laughs> Praise God. And it reads... Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon down to the Sea of Galilee into the region of Decapolis. There some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk. And they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. After he took him aside, away from the crowd, Jesus put his finger into the man's ears. Then he spit, oh, let me say it like it says, then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven with a deep sigh, said to him, Ephatha, which means be open. At this time, the man's ears were open. His tongue was loose, and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, 
But the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speaks. Pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the reading of your word. Lord, I ask that you would walk it through the aisles and to the pews and to the hearts and minds of your people. Father, let the word go forth and not return back to you empty no void, but let it do that which you sent it out to do. Lord, I ask that you will speak to me and through me. You say it, I shall repeat it in the name of Jesus Christ. Hide me behind your cross. Use me for your glory. And Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength, my redeem, let the church say amen. Amen. So as a title today, all will be well with Jesus. In times of uncertainties like today, society, we have political issues that are unresolved. It seems like they're not governing the people. They're doing some other things. But we, as believers, we pray. Cultures are changing and it's going in directions that don't seem good. But as believers, we pray. We're seeing division amongst race, tensions arising all over the nation. But again, believers, we pray. We see a growing of violence, gun violence, in our city that we as believers can no longer ignore. We as believers must because Matthew chapter 11, verse 12, it says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom suffers violence, but the violence take it by force. The church must continue to advance the kingdom of heaven. The solution to all the problems that we are facing as a nation is through the word of God. We have the answer as the believers. We must advance the kingdom. We must continue to grow. Rest assured, the kingdom of God is growing. It is a power that cannot be faced and overcome because it is the power of the Holy Spirit of God. We have the key to heal the land. We have the responsibility to talk to our God, to lift up our God. And when the praises go up, you'll know what you like to say. The blessings come down. But how about when the praises go up, the presence of God is around. And when the presence of God is here, there is liberty. Freedom from oppressed, depressed. Freedom from sin, from shame and iniquity. Freedom from transgressions. Freedom because of what Jesus did on the cross. 
So we, as believers, must continue to pray. That's right. I want y'all to stay up with me. So Jesus told Peter, he said, Peter, the gates of hell won't prevail against my church. No matter what it looks like, no matter how violent the city looks, if we begin to pray, we can free our city. No matter how much the pandemic or coronavirus seems to overtake our world even, if we as believers would pray, we can take off our masks. Don't do it now. It's not time yet. Just, just, just me up here, way up here, away from you guys. But there will be a time where all things will be well in Christ if we as believers would continue to pray. Nothing will stop the advance of God's kingdom as long as we as believers continue to move it forward. We can easily become overwhelmed by society while easily losing hope and to give into despair, to keep us locked into ourselves and our homes and not coming out anymore, shut in. And it can become very hard to hear truth these days. Because here's the thing. They can broadcast all the negative news, but we have a positive Savior. The thing that I love about the pandemic and what it brought out, churches are no longer just in the four walls. Now they're all over the internet. They had to figure out how I'm going to get the word to our people. Now they're using social media. They're using the internet. They are making sure that the church stay alive. It is growing. It is moving. People are hearing the word. Pray, saints. The word is being sent forth. We have to pray that the people will respond. And then we have to stand in the gap as believers to say, hey, that word, it worked. Why? Because it worked on me. Be an example for Christ. Don't be shut in. Don't be silent. Open up your mouth. Give God glory and praise every breath that you take. For it is a gift from God. You never know if today is your last day. You never know. So every opportunity you get, give God praise. Tell somebody God is good. Not just the cliche, God is good. All the time, God is good. But let's say it to say, hey, God is good in my life. He has done some magnificent things. He has freed me from what I was bound to. He has taken away the sinful desires and the natures. Why? Because I walked with him. I talk with him. I read his word. I am in Bible study. But when Bible study is over, my book is still open because I'm continually reading. Why? Because this is a personal relationship. And so truthfully, as Christians, we can turn to the scriptures for a, a, a better perspective of what's going on and what surrounds us. 
we can look to the word of God to be reminded that Christ, there is a day that is coming where all things will be well. It is written in Revelations 21, 3 through 5. It says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now amongst the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them, and they will be with him and he will be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the order, the old order of things will pass away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true. Write these down, for these words are trustworthy and true. We might get lies throughout the world, but these words are trustworthy and true. This word of God is trustworthy and true. There is a day coming where all things will be well in Jesus. It doesn't matter how far you've gone or how deep you're into something, Jesus will go right in that deepness and that farness right with you. He will take the trip. Because the route he was taking when, when he went and met this man, it was an unusual route. Mark records that Jesus traveled in an unusual way. He, you know, he... he he extended a route that was more where the Gentiles was. And he prolonged it. He stayed there for a while. Then he left and came back to the places where they would not go unless they was with Jesus. There, listen, we, I know where I grew up, right around near the gun violence. I'll go back. I don't mind walking and talking to my old friends on the corner, being an example, or, 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 or sharing a word with one of them if I can, or, or letting them know that, hey, my life has changed. My light is shining. Hey, I, hey, there's a Savior that wants to save you. I walk to, I will, listen, I will go because I'm not a stranger to danger, and I know that Jesus is real, and I know what he did for me, and I know he could do it for you. I can go on and on. But because <laughs> the Spirit of the Lord is on me, and because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, to recover the sight of the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of our Lord's favor. He has sent me. Oh, you got the responsibility too. Don't think you out of it. Don't know. One day I might pull you and you might have to walk with me. But be bold in the Lord, sharing your testimony, helping one at a time. One person that you can help free from the bondage of sin through the word of God.
That's why it's important to hear. That's why it's important to share. That's why it's important to care. That's my hip hop. So the first thing I want you to know is that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. He came to seek and save the lost. Luke 19, verse 9 through 10 says, Jesus said to them, today salvation has come to this house because this man, too, is the son of Abraham. For the son of man come to seek and to save the lost. Jesus returns to Galilee. But he goes to the land where the Gentiles are, the non-Jews. And he continues to the other land in Decapolis where the Gentiles are. While there, he heals this man, this disabled man. But also he fed 4,000. While he was there, Jesus be working. I'm going to tell you right now. He put in work. You talking about somebody that puts in work? Jesus put in some work. You hear me? And then he said, we should do even greater work. Yeah, we're going to do it together because that's a lot of work. Believe me, you, I am the pastor of hospitality. And if I got to cook for 4,000, best believe some of you going to be helping me cook. But Jesus came to heal, to save, to deliver, and to set free, to open up the prison gates of our minds, to free us so that we can hear clear, speak clear, knowing the word of God. He says, be open. That's what he said to him. Be open. Jesus, number two, Jesus is a compassionate healer. You ever, you ever go to the doctor's office, right? And the doctor comes in and suppose he comes in and, and you in there and you trying to figure out what's going on with you. And this doctor comes in and he rushing. It seems like he rushing. Like he's not really answering your questions. Oh, come on. Y'all know the feeling. And he comes in and he's rushing. He's asking, yeah, so yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, he's scribbling, he's going, boom, 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 boom. You guys, and you want to ask that question like, Doc, what, it, what happens when this happens? And, and he's like, oh, that's nothing. That's all you like, Lord Jesus, help me now. I don't know what this man is saying, but I'm going to put my trust in you. And you kind of leave still not sure about what's going on with you. And so you got to put all your trust in Jesus, right? But then suppose you go into the office and there's a doctor that, that doesn't grab the tablet right away. And he says, hey, how are you? What's going on with you? What, what, are, you, what, what are you feeling? Like, tell, tell, me, tell me what brings you to my office. And he takes time with you and he shares a word with you. You know, it makes you feel comfortable. And then you get to ask all your questions. And then he'll say, you say, well, doctor, I don't, I don't want to take up all your time. No, it's, 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 it's our time. It's, it's, it's just me and you. I want you to leave out of here sure about what's going on with you. That's how Jesus is. Takes his time with you. It's personal. You know, he don't rush, you know, you know, he don't just rush through. Takes his time. He's compassionate when he heals. You know, he don't just, 
He didn't just come and heal. He fed 4,000 in the midst. You know, he, he don't just come and go. He, he's patient. He's kind. He's wonderful. He's mine. Come on, claiming he's yours. Well, of course, there's my hip-hop. Isaiah 53, verse 5 says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquity. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. He went through it for us. He bared the burdens of pain and he bared the burdens of sin and shame on the cross for us. He took his time. He didn't just, you know, he, he carried the cross, you know. He, 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 he walked from miles to get to his place. He, he, he. He was beaten. He was torn. He had thorns on his head. He was stretched. He was nailed. And he didn't utter a word of complaining. But let us stump our toe. Oh, Jesus, how did you let me do that? Think about him on the cross. He didn't complain. He said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Pray for the enemies. Jesus died for the ones that he knew that wouldn't accept him, but he still died for them to hope that they one day will. Ooh, you tell me. Are you able to face your enemy and give him a love of compassion, a touch of prayer? Are you able to actually feed them, give them drink when they're thirsty, feed them when they're hungry, give them love when they're going through pain? I'm talking about enemies that you know that don't like you. Can you love them anyway? Yeah, free yourself. In Jesus. I remember this person that just, just got finished doing uh, uh, the, one of the worst things I, I don't even want to talk about. Did the worst thing to me that any believer that you fellowship with could possibly do. Church hurt. You're talking about church hurt. Church hurt. And then came up to me and said, I need prayer. I said, I got a few words that I want to pray. But I stepped back, I said, give me a second. I stepped back and I said, second, don't, don't second guess this because God called me. I said, give me your hands, let's pray. I said, what's, what's going on? I said, my feet bother me. I said, Lord, I said, by your spirit. And I prayed for her, right? And I prayed a prayer ignoring what our differences was. And I actually believed that God would heal her. I'm, I put all the differences aside, and I prayed for her, and she came back to me the next week and said, you know what, that prayer that you prayed, I ain't got my cane. The Lord healed my feet. I feel good. Remember that, Lori? But when she came back and she said that to me, I realized something. I said, that means God still hears me. Y'all, come on, y'all got to get this. God knew that I had a little bitterness against this person, but he knew that I put it aside because I dealt with her issue. 
And that's when I realized that, oh, God did call me to pastor because I'm able to love past my pain, love past my affliction, love past the thorn in my side, love past the hate that comes at me, love past the remarks that I hear in the background, love past the letter that I received in the mail that was a bunch of lies, love past it. Why? Because God has called me to preach. God has called us to love. God has called us to be like Jesus on the earth to free people. But first, we got to free ourselves in Jesus. We got to let go some things. And Jesus being compassionate, we have to be compassionate. Often Jesus would heal with the word. In this case, the healing is much more involved. Jesus takes a man aside. He touches his ear. He puts saliva in the man's mouth, on the man's tongue. Lastly, he looks up to the heaven with a deep sigh. And he prayed with patience and purpose. And he interacted with this man in such a way to reveal the compassion of Christ. And he showed his love and care for human suffering. At the word of Jesus, the man's ear was open and his tongue was released. It was unchained. This demonstrated the power of Jesus Christ, the compassion it should evoke a praise from any one of us when we read that. What did Jesus do first when they brought him to him? They said, hey, can you touch him? He took him aside. He said, I'm going to do more than touch him. I'm going to spend some time with him. He walked with him. How many times has Jesus taken you to the side and walked with you? Sometimes he needs you to, to, to move away from some folk and just want a, that personal relationship. That healing was not just compassionate, it was personal. You have a personal Savior in Jesus. You have a personal deliverer in Jesus. Jesus walked with him personally. I can only imagine the conversation. And me and my Jesus-believing self, I believe that every word that came out of Jesus' mouth in the midst of that conversation, a man begins to hear. I, I just, that's just me. I just think Jesus is awesome. Anybody that walked on water is awesome. Honestly, anybody that raised the dead is awesome. I'm sorry. Anybody that walked through hell and came back with all power is awesome. I serve an awesome God. And there is nothing that I can't, in my mind, phantom that God can't do. I, it's just me, but I believe that Jesus can do all things, and there is nothing that he cannot do. Jesus probably walked with this man, and this man probably had the sense of direction as he walked with Jesus. He probably put all his trust in Jesus. Woo! all his trust in Jesus only because the people sent them and Jesus touched him. And I know the moment Jesus touched him, it had to be such a unique compassion of love that probably fell on this man. Anytime a woman with the issue of blood can crawl and touch the hem of his garment and feel a healing that ran through her and Jesus said, who touched me? And this man, Jesus touched this man and walked with him. I knew the healing started to take place at that moment. And so when Jesus put his fingers in his ear and he put his saliva on the man's tongue and he released him of the bondage that he was facing and freedom and the man began to speak clearly. How awesome is our God. I can only imagine the first word that probably came out of that man's mouth. Jesus! Me, I probably would have said, hallelujah, 
Thank you, Lord. And it takes me back to the time when I used to watch them dance in the front of the church. And my dad began in that story. It continued. He said, which other person that you was talking about? I said, what about the man that shoots across? That's all he do is run across you. And he said, yeah, we, that's the man that was shot. He gave his testimony. I said, well, Dad, tell us more. He said, well, you know the, the other short person over there? They used to be homeless. But now he owns his own business. <laughs> what about that person over there? Oh, that person right there, that person right there was going through a hardship. I can't even tell you because you're not even old enough to really grasp it. But I'm going to tell you, Jesus brought them from a mighty long way. I started to understand these people and why they shout hallelujah. I started to understand why these people praise God because he freed them from something. Have God freed you from something? Have you heard a word that will encourage your faith? Because the word of God says in Romans chapter 10, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. And the NIV, it says, consequently, Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. Jesus does everything well. That's what they said after he healed the man. Jesus, he does everything well. Matthew chapter 19, verse 26 says, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. I want you to hear this in Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 through 15. It says, so then, just as you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in your faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow or deceptive philosophies, which depends on human traditions and the elements show spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ all of the fullness of the deity lives in the bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. In him, you were also circumcised with the circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the workings of God who raised him from the dead when you were dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh. God made you alive in Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. 
And having disarmed the powers and the authority, he made a public spectacle of himself, triumphing over them by the cross. His sacrifice for our lives gives us the power to live in him freely. His sacrifice on the cross gives us the ability to walk in fullness of his deity. Because of his work on the cross, we are free. He did it well. Jesus does all things well. We believers that experience the love of Christ cannot help but to speak of what he's done. It's no way in the world. I remember in the midst of a cry, a deeply sorrowful cry, a burst of joy entered into my heart and I laughed while I was crying. To the point where you, you ever did, you did that, right? You ever cry and then all of a sudden you just start laughing for no reason, at least you think it's for no reason. Well, let me tell you what that is. That is called the joy of the Lord is my strength. When you're in deep sorrow and you're crying and all of a sudden you just feel this burst of victory, you start laughing like, are you laughing at yourself because you're crying? You sad. Why are you sad? You know that you serve a mighty God. And so that reminds you quickly and then you start laughing. And you're like, I don't even know why I'm laughing. I don't even know why I'm crying. I almost forgot why I was crying. No, you know you're just crying because the situation is still there, but God is working through it. And he's telling you, if I brought you to it, I'll bring you through it. Speak the words of Christ. Isaiah 51, 11 says, So is my word that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire. It will achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God's word will not fail you. God's word will not fail you. It will free you. Jesus has come to fulfill the promise of God. That things will not stay as they are, but that God is bringing blessings, joy, salvation, peace, love, good health, and wealth for his people. The work of Jesus revealed that the kingdom of God is coming and the day is drawing near when all the promises of God for his people will be fulfilled. If God promised you something, hold fast to it. Hold fast means it. Don't let go. Put your trust in the word of God. Take heart. The day is coming when all things will be well. Where the gun violence will not ravish our city. Where the plague will not ravish our nations. If we, which are called by his name, would humble ourselves and pray. Turn from our wicked ways. Don't do a 360, just do a 180. Don't peek back at it. Ask Lot's wife. Um, shouldn't have said that. Yes, I should have. She was salty. Ah, so that's where they got that from, right? That's where the kids got that from. Oh, you're salty. Anyway. Do a 180, and then we will hear from heaven, and he will begin to heal our land and free us 
Do not let anything be bigger than your God. No problem, no situations that you're facing. No pain, no sickness, no sorrow. God is bigger than it all. And if you are with me, give Jesus a big hand clap. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that you do all things well. We thank you for freeing us from sickness, from sin, from old habits, bad habits. And Lord, we know that even if we're not completely delivered, that you are still working on us because he that started a good work won't finish it until the day of Jesus Christ. So Lord, we as your children, yield to you on this day to say, free us, that we're able to free someone else. Continue to work on us as we work on others. Let the kingdom of heaven advance through us and through our testimonies, through our worship, through our gatherings, through our prayer life, through our study life, through our walk worthy of the calling of our God. Continue, Lord, to make us whole, to make us brand new, to restore us, to refresh us, to pour into us to an overflow. In Christ's name we pray. Let the church say amen. 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 God bless you. So yeah, let's respond to that. Let's, let's worship. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. We pray it was life-giving. To find out more about us, visit our website at rocksboroughchurch.org and join us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m.